The Denver Broncos will be on the clock officially in the 2023 NFL Draft here later this evening on Friday. The board has fallen pretty nice after round one. Round two will be huge, but the Broncos should get value at 67, 68. We talk about that. We talk about who might be available. You get that and much more. Today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Denver Broncos are on the clock on Friday in the 2023 NFL Draft at 67-68. What might the move be? What's up, everybody in Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to all the everyday listeners in Broncos country. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day every single day. Make sure you subscribe or you follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast so you never miss out on an episode as soon as it's made available. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. With the draft going on, if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager and managing your football franchise, you can do just that. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app store's our listeners of Lockdown Broncos get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps in the game store. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, my good friend, my sidekick, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. Sarah, my friend, Thursday, the NFL draft was wild in round one. After that, it kind of got a little bit boring. I fell asleep. I woke up and I thought that the Chiefs might have been in a position to select Zay Flowers. I didn't read fluently enough. As to who got taken, you know what? I made myself look silly, but you know what? Round two, round three are here today on Friday. I'll be in Dove Valley in the Broncos media workroom as we wait to hear from Sean Payton and George Payton after they make their picks tonight. I'm excited about it. Tell you what, I think Denver's in a good position, though, going into today's festivities. Really good position, Cody. And I think for everybody watching, just important to understand the craziness of round one it works to the Denver Broncos benefit, doesn't it? And I think you and I were talking, Cody, before we started recording this, those position groups that we've talked a lot about on this show for the everydayers listening, the people who have been in this draft process with us, you know, we've talked a lot about obviously offensive line for the Denver Broncos. We've talked lately a lot about the tight end position. And then of course, talking quite a bit about the cornerback position opposite Pat Sertan. We know Damari Mathis He's going to be penciled in as the starter there, but you're looking at depth and a potential another, you know, starting cornerback option out there. At this point in the draft, it feels like everything was orchestrated so that Broncos fans could go into day two being like, all right, let's fire up the mock draft machines because the O linemen, they're still there. The tight ends, everybody but Dalton Kincaid, who went in the first round to the Buffalo Bills, they're all still there. The, the cornerbacks, Joey Porter Jr., he's still out. I mean, I'm not saying the Broncos are going to get all these guys. They're not picking 32nd overall. But just in general, you look at the first round, the way things played out, a big run on wide receivers in the early 20s there, a lot of offensive tackles coming off the board. Obviously, quarterbacks dominating that top, that top 10, the top five discussion there. Cody, the way things fell after round one, almost couldn't be more perfect, in my opinion, for the Denver Broncos. Well, I feel like, too, watching round one conclude, I, you and I had said it leading up, right, to the to the draft, what should we expect? You know, a trade for Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton could still be on the table leading up to round one of the draft, but after round one kind of concluded, 
I feel like it's safe to assume that Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy are safe. I feel like Jerry at least is safe. You know, I, I don't necessarily think the Broncos would trade Cortland Sutton to move up into round two. Doesn't necessarily make sense right now because honestly, if you were to ask a team, it didn't have to move up even to the top end of round two, but it's more so, okay, hey, we'll give you pick number 67, 68 to move up and maybe get a back end fourth or fifth, something like that. I just feel like one of the major conclusions I had is, hey, it's safe to assume that these guys are safe. And look, I want to talk about this. I know people are going to say, well, George Payton, Sean Payton said that they're safe, but we have to look at history here and what has been said by George Payton all along. Yeah, this guy's a core player. We don't trade our core players. And those two guys have been traded. We're talking about Von Miller. We're talking about uh, Bradley Chubb. You know, even Draymond Jones was listed as a core player, a guy they wanted to take care of. He, they didn't take care of him. He signed with Seattle. They went with Zach Allen. So uh, until history shows us otherwise, right, until we see something different, it, it's safe to assume that, hey, Anything is still on the table, though I don't feel that way right now as we go into day two of the NFL draft with the Broncos picking. But, you know, let's take a look at how the board has kind of fallen a little bit. You know, there's still round two that needs to be concluded before Denver makes any moves if they do stay put at 67 or 68. You mentioned guys available like here's some of the best players that are available that I know have many in Broncos country and some of the mocks that they have sent over to us have pegged like, hey, if this guy's there at 67, 68, you take him. We take a look at tight end Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. You look at Wisconsin center Joe Tipman. He's also available as it currently stands before round two. Darnell Washington, one of your favorite prospects uh, at the tight end position out of Georgia, is still available. And even cornerback Julius Brents out of Kansas State. And then I, I would even think like Matthew Bergeron, offensive tackle to Syracuse. I thought he was going to go round one. So, I mean, we don't know how the board is going to fall here in round two, but I do think that when Denver is on the clocks there, whether they stay put at 67, 60, or whether they move up a few spots, maybe into round two or the back end of round two to do it, they're going to get a player of value regardless. And I feel very good about that. And I think Broncos country should as well. I think uh, definitely having a confidence in that, Cody, is not unfounded by any means. I think that's where the Broncos are at right now in terms of being able to kind of wait it out if they want to and say, you know, we brought in this variety of players for a top 30 visit, right? We brought in all these different guys and we liked what we saw from a number of them. That's what can give you, you bring in guys for top 30 visits for a number of reasons. One of them could be smokescreen to show, hey, we want people to think we're interested in this way. Uh, another reason could be checking guys' medical situations, getting to know them more personally. What happens if you invited a bunch of these guys that we just listed? We don't know all the top 30 visits the Broncos had, but you invite a few of these guys in for their top 30 visit and you're like, hey, we like a lot of these guys. We'd, we'd be fine sitting there at 67, 68. I think the Broncos are in a good spot, especially based on this. these rankings, these players that we're talking about. Again, we have to mention it's based on like the consensus big boards that are out there, right? The, the mock draft machines, the simulators, the different position and player rankings that we see from experts and analysts. Ultimately, we don't know if the Broncos fall in alignment with that. But if they do, they're in a very, very good position here, Cody. And I think to speak to those those trade rumors, the wide receiver position, I think we'll be officially out of the woods after the second round. I know the Broncos put it out there. Only a first round pick for Jerry Judy, only a second round pick for Cortland Sutton. Let's see what happens now that these teams who maybe wanted wide receivers in round one didn't get them or teams that decided, hey, like the New England Patriots, Christian Gonzalez, we can't pass on him, but we still want a wide receiver. 
Let's see what these teams do now as we get into day two, where all of a sudden the board is very appealing. A lot of players fell to round two. That could maybe change the Broncos' stance in terms of what they want to do in terms of trade compensation coming back for those guys if they value one of those players so highly. But they would, again, they would have to definitely say, that's a guy that's going to start for us. That's a guy that's going to play immediately for us and make a huge difference for us if it means trading one of your best receivers. Yeah, and, and once yeah, I, I'm with you there. Once the smoke clears after round two, we will see, and I it, we'll see where the Broncos' priorities lie and what they decide to do. But regardless, Broncos country, there will be two new Denver Broncos, maybe, well, at least one guaranteed new Denver Bronco here at the end of Friday night's conclusion of day two of the NFL draft. We'll have you covered every step of the way. What does the AFC West look like, though, after uh, the AFC West division rivals for the Broncos made their selections in round one? Should Broncos country be worried about any of these players? Sarah and I, we share our thoughts on today's episode. Locked on Broncos, this episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there, Ultimate Football GM. With the NFL draft ongoing, what better way to get in the game as a general manager than Ultimate Football GM, where you get to make every decision necessary for the franchise that you are running and that you are operating all in an effort to build the ultimate football dynasty today with the ultimate football gym. You get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons. You lead your team to glory, trying to build a dynasty through the through the draft, through free agency, hiring coaches and coordinators and developing a scheme that will allow you to win championships and create a dynasty you get all of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free. It's playable offline where you can play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked On Broncos listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. As we recap day one of the 2023 NFL draft and the AFC West, do the Broncos have anything to be worried about after what we saw from the Raiders, the Chargers, or the Chiefs? Cody, as we look at the picks the AFC West made, starting with the Las Vegas Raiders in the top 10, they took Tyree Wilson off the edge at, out of Texas Tech. He's going to go there to, to Las Vegas. He's going to pair up with Max Crosby. I think this is the obviously this is the biggest one to discuss from the night that was in the 2023 NFL draft. The Raiders, a lot of rumors about quarterback. I never bought those, Cody, because we know how much Josh McDaniels loves his own guys. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously, coming in on the free agent deal. The Raiders go defense, which they desperately needed. What's your thought on this pick as far as I, I know we didn't really discuss this much as as far as the Raiders making a selection in the top 10 of this is one of those picks that would inflict some fear in Denver Broncos fans. What's your thought on and take on this pick for Las Vegas getting Tyree Wilson, the edge out of Texas Tech? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? You mentioned Max Crosby. There's still Chandler Jones, who, who's still there in Las Vegas. So the question is, is this a guy who's going to play behind him or is this a guy that is going to play alongside them, right? Because if Chandler Jones, let's say they moved him to defensive end or they moved Tyree Wilson to defensive end. I mean, those are three talented guys. I think... The main thing about Tyree Wilson is the overall consensus from NFL draft analysts is concerns about a Liz Frank injury, right? And, and as we know with Liz Franks, those can be very, very tricky. They're hard to deal with in terms of, of a recovery standpoint. I was watching the broadcast on NFL Network uh, during the first round of the draft, and they said that the Raiders organization felt as if this is a guy who has a lot of reward to him. And while there is some risk, 
They believe that they're going to get the latter half. They're going to get the reward side out of Tyree Wilson. And look, he's got some impressive tape to him as well. The bigger question is, and look, I I think it also goes to show and reinforce like, okay, hey, I'm glad that George Payton and Sean Payton invested in the offensive line and free agency with Mike McGlinchey and obviously Ben Powers. You know, there's still some concerns about center. We'll see if that gets answered at all in the NFL draft. But for the most part, Denver has done some things to help mitigate that because I last year I got tired watching Max Crosby just dominate the Broncos, regardless of who was at tackle. He was just a menace. And you have to find a way to counteract that. Can Mike McGlinchey be a solution there? You know, so once they add another guy like Wilson to the mix, of course, you know, there's going to be some opportunities, but he's a rookie. He does have some good traits to him. And if he can play to his potential, yeah, he's going to be a scary option uh, eventually. But right now, I was surprised that they went with an an edge rusher in this situation. You know, I, I would not even be surprised at this point. Maybe keep an eye on the Raiders here in day two. Could they maybe make a run at Hendon Hooker from Tennessee? That to me, I'd be like, okay, you know what? That's actually a pretty good pickup for them. That's something that would not necessarily strike fear into me as someone who covers the Broncos, but I'd say, okay, hey, this is very intriguing to watch. Uh, your thoughts on that? And then obviously the uh, the Chargers will get to their pick as well. Yeah, or even Will Levis for the Raiders, right? I mean, Hendon Hooker and Will <laughs> that Levis. That is a Josh McDaniels pick, I feel like. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? Uh, I mean, I guess Josh McDaniels did take the the most ripped quarterback prospect the last time he really had the opportunity to do so, didn't he? With Tim Tebow coming out, just absolutely looking like Captain America in that draft class. And Will Levis, it, I, there's people out there, Cody, who say this, honestly. And I don't know where this started, but I've seen it multiple times now. People are saying like Will Levis is too ripped to be an NFL quarterback. They, there's just no history of ripped quarterbacks in the league. I think that's one of the most <laughs> hilarious things that I've seen. The discourse on Twitter is getting crazy. You might have to go to like some chat GPT if you want to have a reasonable conversation <laughs> these days. But the Chargers, Cody, they took a receiver. We talked about that in our episode previewing the AFC West. What would we hate to see? The Chargers did take a receiver, but it wasn't Zay Flowers like we talked about. It wasn't Jordan Addison staying in Los Angeles like we talked about. It was Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver out of TCU, six foot three. We know that he brings that size to the table. We saw against Michigan. Man, this guy can really fly down the field. He's got a 40 and a half inch vertical, 11 foot two inch broad jump. So the athleticism is there. Where I have a concern with Quentin Johnston, Cody is that the the production that he had at TCU was all over the map. Like there's some games where you watch him and you're like, whoa, I I remember watching him in 2021 thinking like, who the heck is number one for TCU? Like this guy's crazy. And then you watch him other games and you're like, where's number one? Like is number one not out there on the field? I don't know about this selection as a round one pick. I I mean, the Chargers definitely needed receiver depth, but I, I don't know about Quentin Johnston, especially when you had the chance to get uh, I know 20th overall was Jackson Smith and Jigba. They didn't have a shot Dog. at him. They had a <laughs> shot at everybody else, right? And so I, I don't know. I don't know how much I love this pick for the Chargers, although maybe they felt like Addison and Flowers projected better to the slot at the next level, and they felt like, you know, Quentin Johnson could give them an outside guy. Well, yeah, and I understand, like, obviously you have concerns about, you know, you get Mike Williams, you know, he was dealing with some injuries, probably more so than we saw last year. Keenan Allen dealing with the injury. But, you know, how much longer do you have with these guys, especially when you're going to pay a guy like Justin Herbert here soon? I think receivers always move. Even our guys at Locked On Chargers, they're like, I'm not sure. They're like, yeah, they should have got a wide receiver. But like, I don't know if I agree that it should have been Quentin Johnson. So even they were even saying that as well. 
I was truly surprised it was not Zay Flowers. But you know what? We'll see what Tom Telesco and those guys want. But it gives you another option there because, look, you have Keenan, you have Mike, and maybe this is a guy who can play on the outside, can also play on the inside as well if need be. Six foot two, he's like 205 pounds, if I'm not mistaken. He, he is another option here for Justin Herbert. But to me, I definitely was surprised it was not Zay Flowers. And I'm also kind of thankful it wasn't Zay Flowers in this situation here. But let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions, the uh, the top dog in the AFC West that until dethroned, Hopefully this is the year, Sarah, that Denver can can punch them back in the mouth, right? They've been owning the AFC West forever now, and it's about time that things change. And the Broncos and I think every other team in the AFC West, the Raiders and the Chargers, they're trying to figure out a way to climb that ladder and dethrone them, which rightfully so. You want to see them do that. They made an interesting draft selection as well. They went with Felix and a DK Uzoma, defensive end out of Kansas State. To me, this was an interesting pick for them, considering maybe some of the players available. I figured they may been looking maybe to add a weapon, whether it be a running back, whether it be, you know, another wide receiver, but they went with a guy at defensive end, which in the grand scheme of things makes sense with, uh, you know, Frank Clark's departure from them ultimately. But was this the right move? This doesn't necessarily strike fear, in my opinion, when looking at this pick from a Broncos standpoint. It, it doesn't really, you know, you talk about the Frank Clark departure. I think that's going to loom quite large for the Chiefs over the course of a season. We know how big he's been for them in the playoffs, even if there's been stretches of of play where during the regular season, people are wondering, should they have ever even made that trade in the first place? I think that production isn't going to be as easy to replace as people think. But you know what? The Chiefs, Brett Veach, general manager there, I guess he's kind of earned the benefit of the doubt, hasn't he? I, I know Felix, he, he didn't have a ton of time on task as a starter at Kansas State, not as much as you ideally like to see from a first round pick, certainly. And there was a number of guys that, that was a very interesting kind of underlying thing in this first round. A couple of guys went very high, Cody, who didn't have a ton of like starter experience in college. And this guy was one of them. But at the same time, you see the traits, you see the athleticism, you see the pass rush moves, you see all these different things that he that he can do. I think that this is a guy who's going to bring that level of just tenacity that, you know, the Chiefs, they got George Karlaftis last year. His production took a dip in his final year at Purdue. But what does George Karlaftis do better than most guys in his draft class and in a lot of draft classes? That dude brings tenacity and effort and hustle off the edge. And if anything else, he's going to bull rush you back into the QB. That's what I think this guy does well also, that he's going to bring that on third down, you certainly don't want to be going up against this guy over the course of, you know, four quarters of a game. So it's a decent pick for the Chiefs. But like you said, does it inflict fear? Does it does it make me, you know, worried about what the yeah, I mean, the Chiefs in general do that enough. It's not about a pick that they made. So I think overall, I would I would say if we're to rank these, I know we didn't script this or anything, Cody, but if I were to rank these picks in terms of how much I like them, I think I would, honestly, I think I would go the Chiefs pick I liked better than the Raiders, which I liked better than the Chargers pick. So that'd be how I would rank these in terms of the value, in terms of the guy, in terms of how much, you know, difference they're going to make right away. That's where I would put these picks in terms of one, two, three in the AFC West. Broncos country, let us know your thoughts as well down below. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening in your favorite audio podcasting platform, you can always tweet us at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Benninger, at Lockdown Broncos. What will the Broncos do here on Friday evening as they are set to pick for the first time in the 2023 NFL Draft? You will get that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, 
This episode is brought to you by our friends over there at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and you don't want all the calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. Built, you've got to try it. Whether it's the regular Built Bar or whether it's the Built Bar Puffs, you have to try this today. When you want something that contains 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, low sugar, covered in 100% milk chocolate, and tastes legitimately like a candy bar, Built Bar should be your go-to every single day for a little pick-me-up, whether it's before a workout, after a workout. You need something quick. Bam, Built Bar has you covered quick and on the go. On top of that, you can go to Built.com and get you a box today of the wide variety of flavors. Or if you have a Walmart nearby or a Sam's Club, you can go there. Go to Walmart in the pharmacy department to get a box of four Built Bars here today. Or if you want to buy in bulk, go to Sam's Club. You can get a box that contains 13 Built Bars for your flavors. And like I said, churro, they have brownie batter, they have peanut butter brownie. They have a wide variety of flavors, including the new peanut butter puff. So make sure you check it out today at Built. Com. What will the Denver Broncos do on Friday evening when they are set to pick for the first time in the 2023 NFL Draft? Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. And shout out to all the everyday listeners of the show. Make sure you comment on YouTube or you tweet us on Twitter. If you are an everyday listener, we appreciate you so much. You make the show exactly what it is, and you can expect a brand new episode every single day all year long. We have you covered there, my friend, let's get into our, our prediction mode here. Maybe what we think we're going to see, what we don't want to see here when the Broncos are on the clock here tonight. And let's start off with what we don't want them to see. What is one position that you would be absolutely disappointed with if they went with that first at 67? I think I'm going to say edge here, Cody. I really don't want the Broncos to take an edge, not because I don't like the edge guys in this draft, but I just feel like you invested big time in Randy Gregory last offseason in free agency. Got to find out if he can be a, a guy for you over these next couple of years and not necessarily be worried about what happens if he gets injured. I know we talk about that at other position groups where it's like, well, you're one injury away from this, but the Broncos off the edge, they're one injury away from Nick Benito, a second round pick in last year's draft. And of course, everybody was predicting Nick Benito to go to the Broncos before the draft last year. And now it seems like nobody in the fan base really wants him anymore after, uh, you know, he, he was a rookie in the NFL. It's, it's very, very odd. The Broncos brought in his college position coach, Jamar Kane. He's going to be the, the, one of the pass rush specialist coaches on this Sean Payton coaching staff. Now I just, I, I think all the signs point to the Broncos are more so investing in Nick Bonito and the edges that they already have, which by the way, includes Baron Browning, who he showed tremendous, you know, flashes last year in his first year as a full-time edge player. I expect him to progress. You traded for Jacob Martin. You traded, uh, or you drafted Jonathan Cooper, who's shown some good things for you. You've got guys off Aaron the Patrick. edge already that you can, Aaron Patrick coming back from injury, Christopher Allen, if you want to talk about the dart throws that the Broncos have. I just I don't see where a third round edge is going to fit into that mix, Cody. There's and and of course I know that you know there's people out there who like Ade Ade Bawore, I think from uh from Northwestern who's one of the best guys athletically in this class off the edge. There's other players like the Broncos brought in Byron Young for a pre-draft visit out of Tennessee. I just I don't like the idea of adding another guy into the mix who brings the same exact traits and skills of what we already have in Browning, Benito, Jonathan Cooper. You can go up and down the line. And I think if the Broncos do want to add to the edge, reset 
in 2024 when you have a first round pick and when you have a, a new budget year to go after guys in free agency, don't do it in the third round right now because what's the expectation going to be for that guy? Why do we expect better or different than what we saw from Nick Benito? So I say that, uh, you know, Cody, and of course the Broncos are going to go draft an edge with their top pick tonight. And then I'm going to have to <laughs> say, oh, yeah, I love this guy. I don't think it's the player. I'm not, uh, and I'm not just, uh, I'll be positive no matter what. You know how I am. But I just, I would, I would go a different direction than edge, especially with the top pick. I feel like wide receiver edge would be one. I feel like line, like inside linebacker would be positions. I'm like, why did they do that? You know, I get Josie's on a one year deal. He's got one year left on his contract. Justin Sternot, I understand that. You just signed Alex Singleton to a three year, but I think you have better options to evaluate, especially with Jonas Griffith, who we know has the capability of being a productive starter in the NFL. Those positions would would peeve me a little bit. Wide receiver, you have 10 guys on the roster right now. It's like, is anybody that's going to be selected in round three going to be any better than any of the guys that you already have? I mean, it's very questionable to make that assumption right now. So for me, those would be the positions I'd be like, eh, not sure I like that. But I, I will say, I think that they've got to go with offensive tackle. I think they got to go with tight end or cornerback. I feel like it's got to be one of these three positions that we see at 67 and 68. And if they hit two out of those three in those first two picks, I feel like I'll be very satisfied with that because I think those are areas that they absolutely need. Now, here's another question, right? We know that round two is still yet to commence here. Will the Broncos maybe look to trade up in round two? I think it's possible because as George Payton and Sean Payton alluded to, I mean, if there's a guy that they like, like they're prepared to move up, even if that means that they maybe lose out on some capital this year, maybe get some back end capital. Uh, but if they really like a guy and they're like, oh, you know, when we're on the board of 67, this guy's not going to be there. And we really want this guy. I can see them making a move. Do you think do you think Denver trades up in a round two or do you think they stay put at 67? I kind of still feel like they could trade up, Cody. I know we mentioned in the first segment here all those different guys that, you know, they could potentially really fall in love with and say, hey, we would rather have this guy than back to back picks in the third round. That wouldn't surprise me at all, especially because we know it's kind of Sean Payton's M.O., to trade up. I know that hasn't necessarily been George Payton's MO. He's made 19 picks in his first two NFL drafts on the job for the Denver Broncos as GM. But you know what? It, you could you can change course if you need to. This is a different kind of situation where the Broncos they're in an odd they're in an odd like, you know, in between, right? They're they should be contenders or they should be at least a competitive playoff team, but at the same time they, they held the fifth overall pick in this draft, or they traded it to the Seattle Seahawks, right? They, they were one of the five worst teams in the league last year. So it's like this tension between where's that sleeping giant and is this team on the cusp of rebuilding? I, I don't necessarily know that I would go that far to say they're on the cusp of rebuilding, Cody. But if you believe you're uh, a, a playoff team, maybe that's when you decide I'm going to abandon my typical strategy of throwing darts and I'm going to go after a certain guy that I think can really help us. You know, if you feel like it could be the difference in two or three games or even one or two games, maybe that's a decision that you make. Interesting options to ponder for the Broncos brass as they are set to pick tonight in either round two or round three. We'll see what happens. And one thing is for certain, we'll have you covered with who the Broncos selections are. Sarah and I will do a late episode of Locked On Broncos a little bit later on Friday evening. I'll be in Dove Valley for the buildup, for the picks, and then obviously we'll have a press conference with Sean Payton 
and George Payton. I'll be there for that. I'll come home afterwards. Sarah and I will sit down. We'll do a late night episode of Locked On Broncos to have you covered and to share our thoughts and our recap on it as well. You can expect that. If you're an everyday listener of Lockdown Broncos, you know, we got you covered every step of the way. We appreciate you so much. Broncos country, thank you for tuning in. That'll wrap up today's episode of the show. The Broncos will make their picks here tonight. Drop it in the YouTube comments down below who you think they will pick, what you think they should do, 